the Endurance Asia podcast. Yo, pick your red up because things ain't that bad. Maybe you should switch the target that you're aiming at. Believe perfection is a beast that they'll never catch. So never waste another day because life moves so fast. And a dream without pursuing, yo, they never last. Another shadow of regret I try to never cast. And always tell a truthful story if they ever ask. Stop the complaining because things ain't that bad. Hello and welcome to the Endurance Asia Awards episode for 2022. It's a recap of... Uh, of a year where endurance sports came back in Asia. Um, joined here by Rick today. We've been uh, we've been painstakingly going through a lot of the athletes and events and uh, and, and uh, endurance feats over the um, over the last year. And so we've uh, we've shortened it down to there's we've got five categories, some uh, and some really uh, like fantastic performances that we're gonna gonna cover today. Uh, we've got um, yeah the the five different categories being male athlete of the year, female athlete of the year, endurance feat of the year, fundraising of the year, and race of the year. Not in that particular order, uh, but yeah, Rick, it's a uh, it's good to actually be able to do this one again. I mean, last uh, last time we did it was uh, at the end of uh, twenty nineteen, and um, we uh, a, a, a year where there was so much uh, so much going on. So it's been a it's been a while for us to sort of uh, to uh, come back and uh, and and put this together, and we don't have uh, we haven't got any of the guests or the winners joining us on this episode. It's just going to be the two of us, but we do have some that will be joining uh, podcast episodes soon. But um, but yeah, how are you doing, sir? Are you well? Yeah, all good. Happy New Year, mate. And uh, yeah, that's right. I mean, the last couple of years has been all about FKTs and people running laps around their bedroom, and it's been. Uh, you know, you and I were just talking it through, and there's 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 so many, there's been so many events, so many amazing achievements. We're really just going to be scratching the surface here a little bit. Um, I'm sure we've left out tons more talent, and there's probably loads of, of feats and, and events that we've not even heard of. Um, but that's part of the fun of all of this, isn't it? And we can we can dig into more of them next year. But um, we didn't really want to let the, the end of the year slip by without a proper sort of acknowledgement for some of these people and uh and, and what they achieved in 2022 yeah we, we did also get some input i mean obviously it's, it's the two of us that came up with this but we did get some input for some other people in the in the trail run community uh yeah jerry from red dot and andre of four trails and uh and yeah a few other people from uh from from the trail running community including chris from asia trail master etc so we did get input but fundamentally the two of us have like uh have sort of decided on the uh on the winners a bit of debate went on and there will be a bit of debate on the uh, uh on the recording today but um but yeah do you want to kick us off with the uh with the first award yeah, I mean, look, these are all very subjective, aren't they? And and there is no, there's no true winner. There's you know just you and I, you and I pick on the day. But I think that's the the beauty of a lot of this stuff. I mean, the other thing is it's pretty hard to compare one discipline to another, isn't it? Right? Like, yeah. who's to say someone who's a great trail runner is better than someone who's an amazing cyclist? And I think that kind of speaks to the 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 heart of this podcast. That really, it's just about we you know we said from the beginning, ordinary people doing extraordinary things. And that's really the focus, right? What was what was most extraordinary this year doesn't even mean they were necessarily the fastest or even the best in the world at what they do. It's just what was what kind of made us sit back in our chair and kind of go, "Wow, that was that was unexpected. That was you know impressive. That was unprecedented." So yeah, with that, let's let's kick off um, with uh, male athlete of the year. And there's all sorts of candidates we could have talked through here. Um, 
you know, I think quite recently, for example, we had the Malaysia Mountain Trail Festival and Stingray, John Ray and Aoife of the North Face Adventure Team came back in a massive way at that event. Um, he had a few unfortunate um, incidents at, you know, the, the world champs running in Thailand, uh, but he came and absolutely dominated that weekend in, in Malaysia with three, three wins in three races. Um, you know, he won the vertical K, the, the 50K, and I think there's the 13K the following morning. Um, I mean, that's, that's, that's pretty impressive by anyone's standards. Um, I mean, yeah, off the back of UTMB, where he like put in a great performance, but the I think that this sort of like last quarter, he's just uh, yeah, he's just had so he's had a few other wins as well. He's had like a really really impressive performance. So yeah, worthy uh, worthy honourable mention there. Yeah, I mean, speaking of trail runners in particular, like I think it's it's worth a shout out to um to to Arnie Macarenas who won the Asia Trail Master Championships this year. New format, it was a kind of winner takes all. But, you know, he put himself in contention and he was racing on his home turf, which I'm sure gave him some degree of advantage. But, you know, he didn't pick where the race was. And, you know, he still beat a lot of the best uh, best athletes in the region um, to win on the day. And so to kind of come out of nowhere uh, and to win the championship was uh, was really impressive. Yeah, 100%. I mean, just to yeah rapidly fast I've heard from people that ran the Mount Apo race, which was the final of the Asia Trail Masters. And it was up and down from sea level or from the beach, pretty much all the way up to the top of Mount Apo. And so everyone running up were able to see the leaders running down. And the last 3K or the first 3K coming down was a boulder field and with no really marked route. So and by the sounds of it, they were just absolutely flying down. And uh, and yeah, it was Milton Amat and uh, and Arnie that just were leading the race. They they were an hour ahead of the the third place which i think was sherpa um but yeah or 40 50 minutes but the two of them the way they bombed downhill and so i think milton amat as well needs the sort of bit of a call out because he's been a consistent consistent performer in the asia trail master C- series um milton from from malaysia yeah great great to see him back on the scene and uh, and a shout out to chris as well for putting that event on again or, or rather that series of events and, and all the rds that, that put them together because you know that was that was uh it really kind of hit its stride just before the pandemic and you know it'd been it'd been sorely missed so you saw you saw how people how keen people were to get involved again and you know the likes of sherpa flying back out to asia just to get back in contention and yeah john, john ellis coming back in hong kong just to compete um yep. you know it's really become you know the, the, the sort of definitive local trail running uh series of events and uh you know all credit to chris for that um, yeah the league yeah. yeah i mean you've, you've got you know jumping you know very far from trail running you've got people like um like nimsdai um who people probably know from the from the netflix documentary um he was back in the himalayas um he set a new record for the fastest everest the fastest ever everest let's say traverse um which you know without oxygen in just over 24 hours um and he did he did three summits in in a little more than eight days which was you know pretty unprecedented so you know when we talk about these endurance feats and and people pushing the boundaries of what's possible it's pretty hard to look past him year in year out yeah 100 percent. i mean I just i think the 
the 14 Peaks documentary just showcased exactly what a, what an extraordinary individual Nims is and, uh, and how like inspiring he is and just what a great guy he is as well. And so, uh, yeah, I think in the in the high sort of uh, the high altitude in the Himalaya there's no one there's no one that's coming close to him at the, at the moment I mean obviously there's some incredible climbers in the community but he's really sort of setting new standards in the in the high altitude mountains yeah yeah and I mean then let's let's talk a little bit about the winner and I think you know a lot of the, I know that a lot of people that listen to podcasts are trail runners we're trail runners ourselves but you know we we were really trying to cast the net wide and think about who really impressed us with their performance this year and uh, and this person is is someone who's just been consistent for so many years he's been the crux of the world's best adventure racing team um, and we've had the leader of that team nathan on on the podcast before but you know i think you and i were sort of unanimous if you can be unanimous when there's only two of you in agreement that um you know chris thorne of of team of Aya, um you know once again the adventure racing world champs yet again god's own winners last year um and he's their nav man and i you know i think uh a very worthy winner this year yeah yeah 100 percent i and nathan who we've had on recently got the is it called the order of merit in in new zealand but it's equivalent to like a knighthood that you'd have in the uk and so he, in the recent honors he was recognized and he would be the first to admit he wouldn't have that nomination is if it wasn't for the team, for Team Avaya, of which he is the leader. But Team Avaya or Seagate, as they were previously known, they wouldn't be the team they are without Chris Thorne. He is without a doubt the best navigator in the world for these kind of expedition style adventure races. There's just really no competition. And it, it, he proved it. He proves it again and again. He proved it at God's own. But in the Adventure Racing World Series in Paraguay, it was a phenomenal follow, very exciting. I think it was over over seven, seven, eight days. And the last day, in the last leg, they got into the last uh, the um, the last uh, checkpoint, last uh, station. They were moving into a trek. Now, Team Avaya had a penalty. I believe uh, I can't remember the exact details. It's a while back now, but they uh, I think they lost their their timing card in one of the sections. They had a time penalty, and so in that time penalty the swedish uh, um armed forces team caught up another one of the world's greatest teams and they were neck and neck going into i believe it's about a 40k trek throughout the night and it was so exciting to be having like seven days of racing and it's into the last stage and then uh, a very technical nav through uh, really like uh, navigating through um, a, a really challenging trek they ended up winning by, I think, I believe it was eight or nine hours. And just Chris, just, I mean, all right, they had been rested because they had uh, they had had um, the penalty. And so they had a bit of an advantage there. But but seriously, he's just the world's greatest. And yeah, we're really pleased to be able to honour him as the, uh, as the Endurance Age Awards um, Male Athlete of the Year for, for 2022. And uh, and yeah, we do hope to sort of get him on the uh, on the podcast soon and share a little bit about last year and what they've got coming up and what Team Avaya are going to be doing in in 2023. But um, but yeah, a very very worthy winner. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, I think uh, you've always said this, Scott, that you know adventure racing is is sort of you take all the different disciplines combined and then make it even harder. And uh, you know to be the best in the world at that for so long um 
you know, and and you know, to, to win in such dominating fashion is uh, is, is seriously impressive. Yeah. Very good. Well, next uh, next award, we are in the next category. We've got Female Athlete of the Year. And there are a couple of amazing sort of breakout performances here as well. Uh, I think Samaya, also of the North Face uh, Adventure Racing Team, had uh, an incredible performance at Triple C. And she's uh, coming out of Nepal. She's like, well, you know, another amazing female runner coming out of Nepal, inspiring female runner. And her performance there at Triple C was just, uh, yeah, was was one to behold. It was very impressive, and uh, and yeah, we look forward to seeing how she performed. I think also in the in the Doi um, uh, Thailand by by UTMB, she put in a great performance there as well. Um, but yeah, um, hats off to to Samaya and an honourable mention for female athlete of the year, and one that we could I I, I could see sort of winning this easily in future years. Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, you and I went back and forth a little bit on this. I think we settled on the, the outright winner, and I think, I think that's the right call. But, um, yeah, there was, there, was some, there was some seriously impressive performances, and, and second at CCC, um, and, and, and in such time as well, like the speed that she finished that race and how much she was closing in the last, the last few kilometres was, uh, and, and again, like a really exciting follow. And I, I think that's something that's, that's really... Uh, it's like an undervalued, underappreciated aspect to a lot of these sports. Is like they're becoming fantastic spectator events, even if you're not there. Like uh, you know, the dot watching and, and the UTB events, they've really upped the game with the live video. Um, and so, so that's been really fun to follow. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, who else? Who else do you have on that list, Scott? Yeah. So we uh, we also had uh, Ad Manu uh, that uh, Manu Chung from Hong Kong uh, who put in a an incredible performance of the Hong Kong Four Trails last year. Only the second female ever to finish. And she finished in the fastest ever time of 57 hours. It's the second time she's, she has survived before. And she came back. She, I, I believe she was studying for a doctorate at the time. So she had very little training. And she came back in and just absolutely smashed it in the, uh, in the 11th, uh, 11th year of the Hong Kong Four Trails Ultra Challenge. And definitely deserves a mention. She also represented Hong Kong at the uh, at the World uh, Trail Running um, Mountain Trail Running uh, Championships. So uh, yeah, very worthy um, worthy call out there for for Man Yi. Um, the next yeah. one was uh, uh, out of Vietnam and also a kind of breakthrough athlete as well for this year. Who just I had never heard of prior to uh, to running VMM um, in, in, up in Sapa this year. And I was uh, pretty broken in the last sort of like 20K of the, of the miler. And I was also clashing with a 100K course. And this woman passed me and she looked like she was flying. She looked like she was floating on a cloud. And this is through a piece of trail that had been it had been torrential rain and it had been trodden down it was a quagmire it was a nightmare i was like i could barely stand going through it and there was a an absolute bottleneck of people and it was so difficult to get through and this lady just flew through like just I, i was like blinked and she was gone i was like who the hell is that and it wasn't until i got to the finish line and started like inquiring and um and and yeah, and it, it was a lady by the name of Ha Hao, um, 
she has uh you know she's like early 30s like a single one we've talked about on the podcast before with chris uh, vanderveld and she's just come out of nowhere and she is incredible like just and she uh ended up winning the um the atm finals uh she um she beat Vanya on the day who Vanya actually like going up uh, Mount Apo I think she got got to the top around the same time or she was definitely ahead of her but running down that that technical trail Mount Apo she just absolutely smashed it and uh, and sort of won ATM and so another one that I could see winning this award in future years but just uh yeah it was great to be on the same course as her such a great personality as well um, yeah, very worthy um, honourable mention for for Ha Hao out of Vietnam. Yeah, I mean, I, I think I think you're right. I think future years. I mean, I think this year you could easily have convinced me she should have been the winner. I think we're, you know, you'll see in a minute that the, the winner is, or you hear in a minute that I think you just when you look at the level of competition on the world stage versus the local stage, that probably what seals it here. But yeah, I mean, just a great story as well. I mean, we remember David David Lloyd of, of VMN talking about it. She's local girl, local trails um coming out and and winning the 100k outright um and then going on in the you know in the effectively debut season or at least breakout season to to win the championships um yeah fantastic story yeah and i think we'll uh you know i i think she would she would be an amazing addition as well to the north face adventure team i think we've sort of already been um yeah been been uh pitching to ryan to uh to to sort of speak with her take a look at her and i'm sure they'll um they'll be having discussions as well but um i think there's a standout winner here though and and actually for these female athletes it's very much uh um male uh, it's very much trail running dominated and there's uh i mean when it comes to uh, adventure racing i mean the the uh sophie from uh team of Aya, she although she won god's own with the team she was injured going into the world championship so would have probably been uh worthy of a of a mention here as well but unfortunately she had injuries through the second half of the year but yeah very much trail running uh dominated for the um for for the female athlete of the year nominees and winner and this winner, I believe, is extremely well deserving. Just what an incredible year! She's raced a hell of a lot. I think she's had, she's, um, yeah, in this year, she's had like seven or eight races and performed incredibly well in so many of them, winning three of them. And some of these are the toughest races in the world. And Esther Silag, uh, finishing fifth in UTMB finishing fourth in the World Mountain Trail Running Championships in, the, in, in Chiang Mai and winning the North Face uh, Malaysian Mountain Mar uh, Marathon, winning the Hong Kong 100 at the very beginning of the season. It was a virtual one. But um, um, yeah, I think that there's it, it's a pretty easy decision to make uh, to, to give Esther the, the female athlete of the year, um, being based in Hong Kong for many years now and, uh, and, and, you know, T8 sponsored, like, and, uh, and so it's very much part of the Hong Kong trail running community, but yeah, extremely well-deserved Esther Silag. Congratulations on being a, being female athlete of the year. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, they, they said for years, haven't they? UTMB is a sort of de facto world championships of trail running and, you know, this year we had both both that and then you know effectively the the actual trail championships in the, the mountain and trail running up in thailand and um to do so well on both stages and i think you know we talked about it at the time i think we both probably thought that um 
you know some of the some of the leading athletes in the world would perhaps struggle with the humidity and the heat and that you know some of the asia-based asian and asia-based athletes would have a bit more of an advantage knowing the trails knowing the climate and so on and that didn't really prove to be the case um but you know esther certainly you know uh shone on that stage and uh and really showed what she's capable of up against the very best in the world 100 percent. congratulations esther what's uh what's up next uh mr stockfish yeah so we we wanted to do uh fundraising of the year um a lot of what we we talked about over the years a lot of your own endurance efforts scott have been with fundraising in mind um i think you know having look, having talked it through a bit and, and and thought about it i think we we probably need to do a, a dedicated episode to some of this stuff. Is there's so much going on in the world that that you know needs fundraising for, um, you know, and we, we we you know we get the the updates from the likes of Free to Run, and you know they're struggling with with effectively being forced out of Afghanistan and places like that. So I think we need to we need to put some more time into this in the new year. Um, and you know there may be there may be some fundraising efforts that we're you know we've missed in, in putting these lists together but two that really stood out um you know just just for the kind of the scale of the challenge and also the amount of money raised were both um were both australian um and the first of those is a guy that we've got coming on the podcast in the next couple of weeks um aussie guy based in spain called jack thompson um and if listeners haven't heard of him he he's being billed as the first cyclist to reach space but really what that meant is that he he's the first person to achieve a million meters of vertical gain in a year on a bike. Um, and he did that by doing an Everest thing on a bike for 52 weeks and then climbing, I think, an average of 2000 and something meters on his so-called off days in between. Um, and uh, and he's a great guy. He's, he's very outspoken and, and very upfront and honest about his own battles with um, depression um, and so he's raised money throughout his, his cycling career for for mental health charities. Um, and he did it again in Star. He raised, I think, nearly half a million dollars um, through this latest effort. So really looking forward to having on in a couple of weeks. Yeah. And as someone that's done one Everest thing on a bike uh, and been pretty broken after, the, the idea of doing one every single week for an entire year is just mind blowing, and he's done some other. In, I mean, he's he's a multiple ultra endurance cyclist, so he's done some incredible. I mean, there's a there's a great video of him doing the King of the Mountains race in uh, in Taiwan, and he he did it. Uh, you know, it's a very challenging ninety k course itself, which does three thousand seven hundred meter elevation in one uh, in, in the one course. And he, he did it three times before actually joining the race. So he's done some pretty legendary stuff. And, uh, and I think has plans to do a lot more in, in, in Asia as well, but as an Aussie, as like based in the, like from the APAC region, definitely a, a worthy, uh, honorable mention there and, and look forward to chatting with him in a, in a couple of weeks time. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, I think, you know, as I said, maybe there are, there's stuff that's kind of slipped through the net for us here, but I think it'd be hard to find anything, even if we haven't heard of it, that beats um, Ned Brockman's effort in running across Australia. Um, I mean, again, the endurance feat itself. So that was, I think, close to two and a half thousand miles. So three, yeah. four thousand kilometers almost of running um, every day. Uh, he, he, so he did 47 days to cross Australia um, from Perth to Sydney. And um, 
you know that was just a, like a fantastic feel-good story because the guy was out there you know kind of screaming into the night and followers watching him online and by the time he got to sydney like the the following both kind of on and offline people like there were just crowds out on the streets at bondi um to welcome him into town um but to do all of that and to raise i think he raised a million a million dollars or more in the process um it's just it's just fantastic yeah i think it was close to to um to two and a half um two and a half million yeah yeah yeah. um and it was uh um yeah for for like a homeless 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 charity charity. yeah Yeah. um and i mean following it it he just he he went through the pain cave fairly young guy like early 20s and he literally broke his body going through this there there like not too many people would would be able very few people in this world would be able to put themselves through the level of pain that he endured through uh through those like certainly the last sort of like 15 20 days as well and um yeah just both an impressive people just an incredible fundraising and they just did such a good job capturing the imagination of everyone around the world I mean, it's just ran across a continent pretty much uh, in and, and doing serious distance every day. You know, it wasn't as if any, he was running it at like a decent pace. Um, uh, well, there's, um, that, there's that guy in the UK, right? We were It's not APAC based, so we can't really, it's, no, it's not exactly a worth of it. Yeah. Marathon a day for a full year, but, you know, Ned yeah. did, I think an average of more than 80K, like close to 85K a day for 47 days. So, like, you know, a double marathon a day for you know a month and a half yeah and in going through like the going through the set like through australia where it is not the most uh forgiving of um of territories to be passing through so uh yeah massive kudos sporting a, a full-on mallet um what a top bloke and uh and yeah very um very well deserved uh winner of the of the fundraiser of the year yeah good very good Next up, and uh, and the last uh, award that we'll discuss today is is race of the year, and this was pretty tough. I've got to be honest. It was once again. I know a lot of this is very much trail running, uh, trail running focused, and we have. Uh, and I was talking with you beforehand, and and just saying like, there's a lot since the pandemic which has kind of slightly struggled when it's since it's come back so for example a lot in the tourism industry and i was like spent the week in bali on the way um uh over christmas new year period in the hotel we were staying at i won't mention the name of the hotel but it was some of the service was just a bit shoddy and it's because you know they've just not you know let people go during the pandemic have to retrain staff and just it's taken a while to get back the levels of service uh, that that you kind of expect and I would actually say that like a lot of the races this year have uh, certainly the trail running races have, have have struggled a little bit. There's been had issues, you know, and um, you know whether it be from like Rinjani or a lot of the ATM races, TMBT, um, to like the VMM, which I raced. There was there's a lot of like challenges, and I think that um, whilst there's some incredible races, I think from an actual service and logistics and just the the, the what they put on. They just need to step it up a little bit going into the next year. I think, uh, I mean, Dora, UTMB or Thailand, it's a, it's a global level of event. You know, it's one of the masters from uh, from UTMB. I had a lot of people complaining about the level of organisation. And uh, and 
it shouldn't be the case, right? It should be, they need to think of themselves as a global event. They need to set the standard. They need to up the level. And so we, we look forward to, to this year uh, seeing that and hearing feedback and, uh, and putting on the best possible races. And, and it's a shame that people like Race Base Asia and uh, haven't been able to um, uh, haven't been able to do races in Hong Kong. I mean, they had the, uh, the Nine Dragons in, uh, in Malaysia for the first time. Um, but yeah, I think that, um, and you know, the races in Japan have, um, uh, yeah, the, um, have been, have been of a good standard from what we hear from, from Chris. Um, and you know, we do have to give an honorable mention for the Hong Kong four trails ultra challenge. It was an incredible follow again this year. And Andre continues to, uh, to just like be militant in the way that he puts on the, the event and, it was just a brilliant follow and um and you know we've we'll have a mention for the um uh for the endurance feat of the year sorry it's not the it's the penultimate um award but there's a like yeah and and, and before i like announce the actual winner i'm interested to hear your take on it um rick as uh, as someone that's worked both in the travel industry for many years and has like and has written and published about the uh yeah your sort of thoughts about the um the the uh yeah endurance events that have been put on in the region yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's a tricky one, isn't it? Because I think you've got to cut people a bit of slack because, as you say, they, they haven't done it for a while. And, and even if it's not a case of being out of practice, there are issues around staffing. Everyone's costs are up and, you know, people yeah. weren't able to plan far enough in advance because countries were still reopening their borders. But then you've got, you know, like you take something like, um, and we talked about it with David at the time, you take something like Vietnam Mountain Marathon, which is, you know, probably, I think it's fair to say, one of the more iconic trail running races now on the on the asia calendar um you know really well organized but even they're struggling with how do you balance like making trail running accessible and not kind of overloading those trails and so you know you've got you've got to let people participate so you don't want to make you don't want to have the races be too difficult for all levels but you know, I think we I think we talked to him and I think there were something like 13 different disciplines over that weekend, a lot of them on shared trails. Um, and you know, there's no there's no right answer there. And I think you've got to give these people credit for for putting these events on, particularly given the challenges of the last few years. Um, and I think I think what the likes of Chris are doing to kind of, you know, unify and harmonize some of what's been going on while keeping the local character is really important. But yeah, at the same time, you know, like you say, you, you hear stories coming out of places like Rinjani and it, it's just not, um, it's not what people are going to want to travel for. You know, if, if things are not particularly well organized, either for, you know, just logistics or safety or, you know, numbers and 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 and, and so on. I think, um, so I suspect we'll probably see some kind of shakeout in that over the next year. Um, maybe some some consolidation of events or some races dropping off the calendar. And again, I think that's where ATM are quite helpful because, you know, they're vetting these races and, you know, some races are, are being invited back and some aren't and that can only help. Yeah, no, I, I agree. And, and look, Hong Kong's coming back online we've got Hong Kong 100 is going to be rather than just a virtual event. And I'm going to be going up for it as well. I'm very, very excited about that race. One of the, the, it's the very first, solo 100k in hong kong i think one of the first in the entire apac region and is a uh, yeah incredible event so it'll be good to see that coming back online and yeah they'll obviously sort of like trans and there's lots of fantastic events in in hong kong and and they're 
run extremely well and, and also michael matters is that like does a, a really good job and actually he sort of he put on quite a few events recently and he's really been challenging the afcd in hong kong and pushing the boundaries to get everything back online so he deserves a, a call out for the action asia races um there as well so um yeah keen to see um see what what starts going on back there but uh, look, there's um you know this was very clear for me uh and we we talked a little bit around the like for the male athlete uh, uh, of the year and uh, and one of the big races that that they won that that Chris Thorne won but God's Own in New Zealand positions itself as the world best adventure race and this year it showed exactly why it is they put on an event uh, close to seven hundred kilometers a complete traverse across the South Island of New Zealand which is the home of an adventure race and the very first adventure race in global adventure race like happened out of new zealand i think sort of eight, it was 89 or um and and they showed why it is the home to adventure racing and they've got the world's best team and the world's best teams and athletes world's best female adventure racing athletes and there's a there's a short video which we'll add a clip to in the uh, in in the show notes uh, a, a, a a facebook video is on youtube as well but uh it showcased what a beautiful place new zealand but also absolutely unforgiving rugged just challenging it's the most difficult terrain to be able to do an adventure race through and to be able to pull that off a 700 kilometer race and logistically running adventure races is so goddamn hard it's not like there's a big reason why there's not many people that put them on because I, I mean, and you've got like the TMBT crew out in in Malaysia. They used to run the Sabre Adventure Challenge. They've just focused on doing um, doing trail running because it's just much easier. You know, the checkpoints are easier to set up. You can it's much more scalable. You can have a lot more people. Uh, but I believe there was around sixty or oh, sixty to seventy teams in, uh, in in God's Zone of four people. So it's quite a niche, small small event in terms of compare it to VMM where you had five thousand people. It's difficult to to um, to scale it. But having all of the transition points and everything set up, but not just that, actually finding the course. Like all of these adventure, all of these trail races, it's the same course every year. All they need to do is just go out and mark the same course. Having said that, look, you know, like many events will put on different distances and make changes, but it's not like a brand new course every year where they have to spend months upon months actually planning out the course and all of the different disciplines and how do you link per certain parts out? How do you get the kayak in? And how do you do uh, like, and, and then how do we do get like a really technical nav in? And it's so goddamn difficult. And, uh, uh, and, uh, just massive kudos to the um to the team and the race directors that organize god's own they are also going to be starting to organize a race in australia as well this year so they've got the very first uh race in in australia happening in september october um but the race last year was just an absolute epic event uh it had a really young kiwi team as well that did incredibly well i forget forget their name but team of Aya came through and um and one, it was an excellent follow. Once again, the dot watching is amazing. Uh, the footage and the social media following is just incredible. And a very, very worthy winner of uh, of race of the year. And anyone that's looking to chat, it's also the toughest adventure race in the world. And the world champs, like the one in Paraguay this year, is uh, there's always, they make it a bit more challenging. But God's own, the pure, uh, they've got a pursuit, which is slightly shorter and pure. It is the hardest adventure race in the world. I, I would say the hardest 
endurance rate uh, like event in the world as like a, as an actual event you can go and do and uh and so yeah hats off to the uh to the winner of uh, of race of the year god's own 2022 great stuff scott um and i think so i think with that we're on to our our final category which is endurance feet of the year and we've touched on some of these already um you know like ned running across australia is is you know in, in any other in any other year could have been pretty untouchable um you know shout out to to stephen redfin and another you know hong kong four trails alumni um you know i think a lot of us watched him running around a city block for for weeks on end at the the sri chinmoy self-transcendent self-transcendence race uh it was pretty amazing uh, there, were, there were a few other uh, uh asian runners there as well that i hadn't actually heard of before but um but yeah, that is a 3,100 mile race that just blows my mind. So yeah, maybe actually that is a bit harder than, uh, than God's own, but in a different way. Uh, but uh, yeah, that's uh, just a, yeah, a crazy event. Yeah, maybe the social videos don't quite live up to God's own, but um, yeah. still pretty amazing. Um, you know, speaking speaking of, of, of previous guests and, and, and Four Trails participants, um, you know, Mayank, set a new world record of of running what was it seven seven treadmill marathons in seven days you know not not quite on the 3100 mile scale but still a pretty amazing achievement um and definitely definitely worthy of a mention um and then chung at four trails i mean scott do you want to do you want to talk through that i mean setting a new record on that course um yeah yeah i mean so obviously breaking 50 had already been done by jackie the prior year uh, but you know, no one thought that that would be possible. They thought only one person would be able to do that, which was Wong Ho Chung from the North Face Adventure Racing Team, and uh, he came back. Well, he came to, to, for the first and only time that he's uh, he, he's run the event. But yeah, put in a sub forty-seven hours, just uh, like unbelievable, unbelievable runner. I mean. He doesn't get a mention for it. We didn't really give him a mention for male athlete of the year, which is probably a, a bit harsh, but I think that he, I, I believe he probably overtrained. He's probably over raced over the year. Like I don't think, I think he, you know, UTMB probably didn't put in the performance that he expected uh, or for the world mountain trail running championship. And maybe that is because he ran four trails and it, you know, we, we've spoken to many, like you speak to Solomon uh, Salah, who, um, just both times he's done four trials he's been broken for pretty much six months the year after um and Wong Chong's, you know probably the best trail running athlete male trail running athlete out of um out, uh, arguably out of asia and uh yeah maybe maybe that just took too much out of him but uh but hey I, I no doubt he's still young no doubt he will be um he'll be back again uh next year to um to yeah put in some incredible performances hopefully he's had a bit of a rest at the moment and can uh can come back in full force for 2023 yeah it's going to be interesting right i mean it, so there was there was breaking 60 there was breaking 50 chung's gone sub 48 so in, you know less than two days you know what's the what's the next threshold what's um what are people going to be looking to do in in this year and uh, you know beyond I mean, I, I, Andre's just going to make it harder. So let's uh, <laughs> let's not encourage people to start like doing better times. Because uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, just, just on that, I mean, we, we just in terms of other honourable mentions and, and great performances. I think um, 
you know, another, and another great follow online has, has been the the Backyard Ultras again this year. Um, mm -hmm. And we had we had Joshua and Derek, who were the two last men uh, standing here in Singapore, um, and you know went well beyond the previous Singapore record and did was it 51, 51, 52, 53, 52, 53 yeah. yeah. But you know, uh, an outstanding performance there. And you know, when we asked Jerry, you know, who's a worthy winner, you know, those those names come to mind. But then I think if you if you you kind of you zoom out and you look at that event regionally, um, I think this is where we settled on the the, the feet of the year, and that's um, that's Daiki San up in uh, up in Japan at the the last Samurai Standing event, who went 86 yards, so 86 hours of running. Um, you know, in any previous running of the event, that would have been far and away, you know, the the winning run. Um, it's still the you know the second or i guess that depends how you define it third furthest ever run uh, and it really was just that extraordinary performance by the two guys in belgium who ran 101 yards um that you know stopped dikey from from winning the event outright but to win to win 80 to win at 86 hours 86 yards set a new APAC record um you know, there's not a lot of people I can think of in the region who are going to come close to challenging that anytime soon. It's a pretty outstanding performance. 100%. I mean, we talk about these long, uh, long endurance events that the likes of uh, Ned Brockman did running across Australia and, uh, and you know, Stephen Redfern running every day for yeah, however many days it was. Yeah, for the Chinmoy and, uh, and Mayank doing treadmills in seven days to go 86 hours without having a proper sleep without without and just having to get up every hour get to that start line the the mental which i mean we talk about it a lot with endurance sports and having that sort of mental agility of being able to suffer and survive through some of these challenges 86 hours of non-stop is just it boggles the mind i i you know let's say click yeah closing in on four days of uh of non-stop um running i think is a very very worthy winner of uh endurance feat of the year so yeah man massive congrats daiki san and uh, uh daiki uh shibawaki and uh and to tomo to putting on the uh on the event um and uh yeah uh that's i mean we we haven't really featured Tomo too much. I mean, he's he's had a, he's had a good year. He's had a, like a, he had some good races, and but I think um, yeah, as a race director, and he also ran his own backyard ultra last year. I think we're gonna. I think you're gonna see a bit from Tomo coming into. Uh, I, I I expect uh, the end of 2023 for um, uh, for uh, Tomo San to get some uh, to, to to be getting a mention. But yeah, that kind of that that recaps. Uh, so that sort of uh, caps off of the uh, the awards for this year. Then, so just to uh, just to confirm again, all of the winners we had. Um, we had Man Athlete of the Year, uh, Chris Thorne of Team of I Adventure Racing, um, uh, winning the Adventure Racing World Champs and winning winning God's Own, and just consistently being the best in the world. Uh, we had Female Athlete of the Year. Uh, we've given to Esther Silag who. Fifth place in UTMB, fourth place in uh, in um, the World Trail Running Mountain Championships, um, and fundraising the year. Ned Brockman with over two and a half million raised for for homeless charities. Race of the year being God Zone in New Zealand, and and finally endurance feat of the year for Daiki San with his eighty six yards of the backyard ultra, the last summary I standing in Japan. 
yeah, it's great stuff, isn't it? And here we are right at the start of the new year um, with uh, with all sorts of fun stuff ahead. Um, so it'll be, it'll be really interesting to see what people do in the months to come. Uh, more races coming back, um, people pushing themselves more than ever. Yeah, and you know that's starting in a couple of weeks' time with the with the Hong Kong Four Trails Ultra Challenge over Chinese New Year. We've actually got the the Four Trails documentary movie, which is uh, which is coming out. Is being they've got a, a first screening happening in Hong Kong uh, next week. We've got the uh, the directors uh, uh, Ben and Robin brothers who have uh, painstakingly been working on. Uh, the hours of footage that um, from the 2020 um, sorry 2021 event and uh, and yeah so we're looking forward to chatting with them and we'll be publishing them next week and uh, but yeah I think for us I think we're both sort of uh, yeah keen to uh, to there's there's quite a few uh, decent podcasts we've got we've got coming up and uh, yeah hopefully we're, uh, we're a little bit more more consistent this year as well and uh, and have uh, yeah have, have quite a few shows to bring to you all yeah i mean it, it really is like one of the cool things and 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 you know we appreciate everyone who listens to the show but one of the coolest things is like you know we've got as you said we've got robin and ben coming on we've got andre and other people from hong kong and then you know just yesterday i was reading the story about jack thompson this cyclist who's done the the million meters and you know within a few minutes pinged him invited him onto the show he said yes it's just a really really fun thing to be able to do to talk to these people who are so inspiring you know share their story hear more about their training um it's just a, it's just a very cool platform to to be able to do that and then and, you know he said at the beginning it's a passion project and it really is like it's just an excuse for you and i to talk to people that you know just doing some awesome stuff yeah yeah and uh I mean, we talked about the Hong Kong Four Trails Ultra Challenge. There's also the the Hong Kong 100, and we're going to get um, uh, Steve and, and Janet, the race directors, them on, on soon to probably cover after the event. But uh, but yeah, there's also the. I think you're going to be getting up to to Hong Kong to to run the Tinworth Trail as well, right? Which is the the sort of new course in memory of the uh, uh, of the legend that is, was Nick Nick Tinworth and. Um, uh the yeah, that the with will hayward having pulled that course together along with steve and um yeah very excited to hear more about that and we'll um, yeah yeah i think i mean let's do let's do an episode around that because i think what they've done and, and you know what an incredible way to honor to honor nick and his memory um you know you and i've seen that screener of the four trails which is incredible you know like you said yesterday it's like a two-hour love letter to hong kong um but it just, it's also just a reminder, like, you know, Hong Kong's been kind of battered, um, you know, the last couple of years, but there's something just so unique and so special about that place. And I think, you know, what they've done in, in creating, you know, the fifth, the fifth hiking trail, the fifth trail through Hong Kong in honor of Nick is, uh, is pretty special. So, yeah, I want to get up there. I want to get out on the course with Will and Steve and everyone else who's been involved with that and, and, and run a bit of the course, um, but let's let's get them all on for chat and talk talk that through because um, it's pretty unique. Yeah, I I, I mean I, I want to hear a bit more about the genesis of it as well. But what better way to commemorate um, someone that had such a massive impact on the trail running community in Hong Kong, but ac across across the region as well? Um, what about you, mate? Have you got any actual plans for the year? Are you gonna uh, are you gonna try and uh, um, you signing up to uh, to much? So, yeah, so I think, you know, Scott, you know, my plan is we're moving to Europe in a few months time, um, but we'll be back and forth to Asia. So really excited, you know, moving to Spain 
and um you know looking forward to exploring the trails there uh lots of races to do but then coming back and and picking off a couple with you perhaps over here as well so it's going to be an exciting year um and uh yeah. you know look forward to sharing all of that as we go along yeah i've got a uh... Got a Hong Kong 100, but I've also got a spot in hardcore 100 miler in Philippines, which is quite a niche, uh, unique event uh, that's uh, that's put on there in in May time. But um, yeah, also looking to get back up to uh, to do VMM again. I think it's just such a beautiful part of the world and a great race. Um, they've uh, they're not going to do the 100 miler this year, but they've got a 100 kilometer uh, course, and they're just going to perfect that. And so that uh, that's a race that I'd highly recommend people to 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 look at. Um, yeah, look forward to look forward to hearing about you getting on the hardcore hundred. I've heard it's quite. I've heard the cutoffs can be quite tight on that one. Yeah, I think uh, it's definitely a good. Uh, it's because yeah, I've, I've deferred my spot for four trails, but it's definitely going to be a test to be able to see if I can. It's a ten thousand meter elevation in a miler, which is full on, and uh, and you know, if Nikki hands D- DNF'd the hardcore one hundred, so. Um, <laughs> That doesn't, uh, uh, yeah, it doesn't hold me with the the greatest amount of hope for myself. But uh, I will, uh, yeah, and Will Hayward's DNF'd it as well. But they're both coming back this year, so I'm going to be running it with the with the two of those, which will be great. I'm looking forward to hanging out with those two, um, uh, those two cool people. But um, excellent stuff, mate. Really enjoyed that. Um, congrats to all the uh, all the winners, and yeah, we look forward to um, to yeah, uh, getting uh, getting out the the four trails podcast next week and. Uh, and then yeah being pretty consistent over the over the year yeah absolutely and seeing if we can organize that screening for it here but yeah looking forward to that scott nice one mate cheers mate tell the truthful story if they ever ask stop the complaining because things ain't that bad